Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. The boys, the boys are back, and also with the girl. We are joined, as we as we threatened last week, we are joined by Stina. How's it going, Stina? It is going so good. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it is a beautiful day. Yeah, it was even though we are in separate record, recording locales, Stina's actually here in the Ice Spider Valley with me, just in different rooms right now for recording, but she's visiting on vacation, and we're having a good-ass time. But we decided, well, while she's here, you know, and we got the show today, we figured we'd bring her on. Stina, just, like, introduce yourself to the audience. Let them know who you are, because when we did Saturday Jump, you kind of just jumped right in, which was kind of the whole <laughs> point of the show. But yeah, let everyone know who you are. Yeah, so as mentioned, uh, my name is Stina, and I have been doing stuff with Joyride as voice talent for, I mean, five years, six years, I don't know, however long it's been a thing, but uh, I recently started doing our social media management, um, among other things, Um and I'm also a writer, so currently I'm working on uh, our flagship for our podcast arm. Um, it's called These Backwards Echoes, and it's going to be a sci-fi piece. Awesome. Do you want to? I'm not sure what's NDA and not not, and what isn't. Are you allowed to speak on the premise of These Backwards Echoes? Because it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I have this spiel memorized because I've recited it to, like, 40 different actors over the past three weeks. Um, so, These Backwards Echoes takes place in a world where humanity has electively decided to go extinct in the year 2075. Uh, there are some people that are understandably upset about this, including a high school girl named Everly Strauss. She decides that since there will be no one around to remember her when she dies, she will send messages to the past so she can be uh, remembered retroactively there. But in the process of talking about what she thinks are just the normal day-to-day -day details of her everyday life, uh, she unwittingly reveals some details about the extinction event itself that the elites did not intend to become public yet, so things just kind of unravel mm. from there. Yeah, they all they all electively decided to go extinct because they all read to Yokohama Taidashi like I did. They're like, you know what? The apocalypse, pretty sweet. All right. Sounds lit. I'm in. Speaking of manga and, and all that good stuff, Steve, like, just give the audience a couple recommend recommendations. Like, what, what what's the stuff that you read and watch? Oh, man. So, uh, old school shoujo fan for sure, but um, I forced everyone to watch Zatch Bell with me. That's one of my all-time favorites. Became a whole Joy Boy obsession. It was a great recommendation. So good. Um, but other than that... Violet Evergarden is probably my favorite anime. Um, right now, manga-wise, I'm reading Pluto, uh, per your recommendation a few weeks ago. Thank you very much. Um, and then additionally, From the Red Fog, which is a horror manga. Um, I feel like when I was growing up, there wasn't a lot of that available. Uh, but this came out of nowhere, and so far it's really wowed me. I'm really enjoying it. Your favorite nice. anime is uh, Violet Evergarden and not Princess Tutu? Oh, shit. Okay, Princess Tutu fucks pretty hard. You got a point. Uh, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's tied. It's tied. I I love Princess Tutu. That's what got me into voice acting, man. <laughs> Damn right. Just seeing Lucy Christian in the booth for that, she was alive, you know? Ugh. Yeah, and so when we last had you, it was it was on Saturday Jump, and this is back when we were doing Manga Rochambeau, and I decided, because this is the episode that Val was not on, and you were <laughs> filling in for him, and I was like, you know what? Val didn't show up. He forfeits this Rochambeau, and you just... Re you you make him read something and you and you recommended him what was it uh hibiki's magic uh manga i was really into in middle school but had not touched since uh <laughs> and you never you never added any context to why you recommended it you just said read hibiki's magic and so while val was reading it, i also took a peek and i'm like oh no what the hell is this <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I recommended a manga that I read two volumes of in 2008, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because I wasn't reading manga at the time at all, um, but it was one of two that stuck out to me. I almost recommended Plus Anima, which might have been that? better. Oh, dude, Plus Anima. Did you ever read Maximum Ride no. as a kid? So it's basically about these weird mutant children that have, like, animal traits, um, and they're kind of trying to, like, I, I mean, like, they're fighting for their freedom, uh, because they're, like, in circus sideshows and all this other stuff, and, um, as I remember it, it's an epic. This is another one I haven't read since, again, like, 2008, 2009, but that one I remember really enjoying. Um, I'm looking at a little Navajo-looking crow boy. Yeah! Sweet little bean. I liked the mermaid boy, in spite of my... Immense fear of mermaids. What's to, be, what's to be afraid about mermaids? They can't get used to enough, unless you go in the water. She saw that Animal Planet documentary <laughs> about mermaids are, are, are real, and she thought and she thought it was real for years. For years, I thought that aquatic ape theory was a credible scientific theory. Oh my um, god! Uh, it's, it's embarrassing, but. But yeah, I mean, the idea is horrifying. I'm literally an anthropologist, Dina. You can literally just talk to me about this shit. I did, and that's when I found out it wasn't real. Should have done it sooner. You shouldn't have held that for so long. That's a burden. To carry yeah, aquatic true. ape theory. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. <laughs> stupid what ass that, what theory. What was that second manga you were saying? Something Ride? Oh, no, no, no. So Maximum Ride is... um. Maximum Ride is a novel series, but I think there might have been a manga that came out later. That is about a group of kids that have been like genetically engineered to have, and Ivan, this is why I wanted this so badly, wings. Not hand wings, like they had wings on their back. And so that's like, they were being experimented on in a lab. And so it's about these kids that are like on the run, but also, you know, very conspicuous because they're, part bird pretty much um very gritty edgy it's by james patterson so you know that that says what it says it looks like but... marvel made a comic about it yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say i'm pretty sure they adapted it but at they some changed point. the name to max ride and i just think maximum ride sounds like such a manga name right i'm like why didn't you keep that that would have been fucking dope but yeah, it was a really good it was a really good book. So when I found Plus Anima, I was like, this reminds me very much of Maximum Ride, and I am very down for that no, ride. It looks shit. pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm looking at this first. I, I thought it was a manga at first when I typed it in because I was like, oh, this has a manga as fuck cover. But no, it's not. It's just it's just a book. 
Right, book right. Don't like books. No, I, I just don't. a yucky book. But now it's in a comic, so you have no excuse not to check out the story, I guess. No, true. I, I need to get more into like proper reading. I usually just listen to audio books, though. I'm terrible. Like oh that. yeah. Well, listen to that on audio. I mean, it's it's engaging. <laughs> I will. I will. Yeah, if you want to talk about something that we are all mutually reading right now, we hinted at this last mm. week. Uh, today we want to talk about. Arakawa Hiromu, the uh, the mangaka for Full Metal Alchemist, she has a new series out called Yomi no Sugai. I finally got a chance to read at this. Val and uh, Sina have both been clamoring about this one for a while, so let's let's hash it out. I think we all have very different opinions on mm, this one. Probably. Let's let, let's take it one chapter at a time because my opinion on chapter one is radically different than this from um, chapter two. I'll, I'll start then. I think that chapter one. Give us the premise. To, to tell me what you believe the premises of this thing is. I'm I'm morbidly okay, curious. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> as far as I can tell, because it, I think it does a pretty good job of not, like, telling you everything about what's going on. Two children mm, are yes. born. One born when the sun is up, and the other one born during the night. And I'm, I believe this screws up some kind of prophecy going on. Yeah, they're, they're twins... And they're, one is born as, like, the sun's about to go down. And they're like, yo, you gotta hold that shit in. You can't have the other baby be born at night. And she's like, nah, man, I'm pooping <laughs> this one out now. Pretty much. <laughs> then flash forward years. Fucking Ace's mom did it for, like, what, ten months? <laughs> Holy no, shit. She held it in for two years, actually. For two years. If she can do it. Yeah, so then, um, years later, in a, in a old mountain village... And this is where it starts to lose me immediately. We're just like, ah, oh, it's just Demon Slayer. Mm. It's it's a dude, his sister's cursed. She lives in a freaking prison. Sorry. 20 months. Porcus D. Rouge held back giving birth to Ace for 20 months through sheer willpower so the government could not connect <laughs> the dots. And we stan dots. her. And we stan her. What a queen. <laughs> Yes, go on, so, Val. Um, anyway, yeah, so these two twins born different times of day, and this messes up some kind of backwards-ass prophecy or whatever that's going on in this village. And so, years go by, and all we see is the boy who was assumedly born in the day commenting on how a jet stream in the sky is like a pretty dragon fart. Yeah! Yeah, so that's the first thing... That's the first thing that's really mm. interesting. Also, a great first line, opening line. Otherwise, <laughs> I don't fucking like this main character so far. But what a great opening line to say, oh, it looks like a dragon's fart. Which is just a testament to Hirom Hiromu's fucking humor. But um, that, that that's the first fascinating aspect of the story. It takes place in what looks like an ancient Japanese mountain village. Mm. But you, you don't see the jet, but you see a jet stream in the sky and you realize, okay, something's a little bit off. You're getting you're getting M Night Shyamalan's um, The Village. I hate that movie. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's it's divisive. It's the same concept almost. It seems like. Yeah, it actually is. No, you're actually right. I I always forget about that movie, and then I think about the scene a lot where he goes over the fence and he's just on a road. Right, but yeah, so that's basically what's kind of going on here. Is this is a old ancient mystical village, but it's like its own little pocket. That's what they kind of reveal in the second chapter, mm -hmm. is they're kind of in their own little pocket world that they can definitely see, they, they can see and access and walk in and out willingly, they just choose to be there into the modern world. So what happens is, is that yeah, it's just this mystical, mystical village and then suddenly helicopters arrive and fucking SWAT teams jump in 
and shit just pops off. Like this, this first chapter gives you like whiplash. Like it's kind of its hook. There really isn't much going on other than just the shock of this sudden Beautifully shift. Beautifully done panel, by the way. I love the clenched fist over everything, and then it opens yes. up, and it's like a droplet comes down, and the air and everything just reverberates with force as suddenly choppers and, like you said, helicopters appear and shit. Yeah, and, and Steve and I were discussing this last night, the fact that uh, with, with the art, I mean this in the most, like, 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 I mean, the most affectionate way that, whereas, you know, Oda on One Piece, his style is very distinct, but he's refined it to still fit in with modern manga. Mm -hmm. This manga still feels like it's straight out of, like, the early 2000s. I love that, though. Yeah, exactly. Like, it hasn't changed, but, like, in a good way. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's like opening up, it's like opening up a freaking, like, like an aged Upon wine, you know? It, <laughs> when all the choppers and the plane appears in the sky, when uh, the reverberation happens and th this, like, seal is kind of, like, unlocked on this town, like, the first thing you see when all this happens is, like, a guy who looks exactly like Gene Havoc with a goatee gets his throat cut. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of like one of the mo one of the moms looks just like the mom. All the characters look the same because this is the star system that certain characters do. Um, a side note, I, Val, I got Cena started on watching Monster, mm -hmm. the Naoki Urasawa yeah. story. That's also a banger anime, and he does that thing too, where it's the um, it's the uh, star system where characters look the same. Cristina's Cristina's reading Pluto right now, and she has remarked that a lot of characters in that look like characters from Pluto. It might be she 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 thought people might be freaking uh, robots at one point. That detective, he's like, oh, I'm I'm uploading this to the memory card in my brain, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's androids <laughs> here too, um, <laughs> and there's not, and that's a little disappointing because I feel I feel adrift uh, How far so in far. You? We're only in like four episodes. Yeah, we, we, we just got started before we passed out last night. He's like, it's not a medical drama. And I'm like, fucking how? How is it I not a medical I forgot drama? it even was. I forgot it even was a medical drama Wait, to so, start. So, so, have you met Astro yet? In, in, in Pluto? Pluto? Yes. Okay, so yes, you I know have. it's Astro Boy. You probably already knew it was Astro Boy. Anyway. Yes. I recognized yes. him I, immediately. I already spoiled her on yeah. that. But yeah, she recognized him anyways. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're enjoying that. But, um. No, I, I can't, I can't, oh, so I don't good. know how I feel about the star system when it comes to, uh, us and everything. On, on it, it depends who it is. It, like, I, it generally is kind of confusing, but it can also be very fun when you're playing with people's expectations. Like I said, Stina thought a dude was an android because of this, <laughs> which I, I thought was I great. I know that the old woman, uh, of the village, the chief or wh whoever she is, is basically, I, I, I believe it's an old woman at least. Um, is basically the yes. old woman in Ishval when Ed goes to explore the temple of, or, or the ruins of Xerxes in Fullmetal Alchemist. Mm. Yes. Like, that's what she looks like, as, as far as I remember. But I, I think that's a testament as well to how, like, good her art is that she makes such, like, memorable designs that I can, like, be like, oh, yes, this inconsequential character from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood or, you know, the manga and everything. Like, I, I look at this character, I'm like, yeah, I remember that design there. As yep. if she wasn't, but as if she was important or something. Hmm. Um, yeah, and then going back into it, so his village gets attacked and a woman arrives. A and she girl. straight up says, no, I'm your real sister. That sister that you've been protecting, your Nezuko that you've been protecting in this village, that's a thing I need to also, this. so this is what was really turning me off about this first chapter. 
it's all Demon Slayer. Mm. All these new manga are Demon Slayer and Jujutsu Kaisen. This is a com a combo of the both. Like we're in this fucking yokai demon fighter fucking generation of manga, and I'm already getting sick of it. <laughs> whoops, all whoops, all Demon Slayer it is, and I'm like fuck. Even the main character, like I said, the main character gets this one really good line beginning about the dragon fart, and then proceeds to only be Tanjiro for the rest of the fucking chapter. Mm. He's a rustic provider a proficient fighter, and very protective of his sister. He's just Tanjiro until proven otherwise. However, the next chapter does a better job afterwards. But this first chapter, it's just all the tropes I'm fucking sick mm -hmm. of. And I'm like, oh my god, I really don't like this. But it gets I actually agree with you on that. Um, I was very much like, I'm not terribly impressed by this. I I wasn't. No, worried. I'm not. I was getting very. But, I but, was but, very but, disappointed. But I told myself going into this, Full Metal Alchemist was ten years ago. I'm not going to compare the two, and I believe in Hiromu Arakawa enough to make a good, compelling story. Yes. And not compare I it too much. Because that's why I told Christina I was also felt the whiplash the first chapter. I said, you know what? I can trust this writer. I really can. And chapter two, we yeah. start to see immediately more promise and more improvement. Just by a little bit of, of a mix-up. Because we said it was a demon fighter like Demon Slayer, but just the little addition to what appears to be... It looks like it's becoming a Mon fighter, actually. See, and that's the Stands. thing that I think is turning me around on it. Because, like, initially Same. when we were talking about it last night, I was like, I don't know, the second chapter continues to throw so much at you that I don't have time to process. So I don't mm. know if I'll like it or not. But then he was like, they're setting up for a Mon fighter. I'm like, oh... Well, I fuck. That's with what it looks fighters. like they're doing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Because at first I'm like, oh, this is this is like Demon Slayer with JoJo stands. Mm. But then it's like, no, these these things have personalities. Mm. They talk. The main character gets two of them because he's special. Mm. Because he's the he's he's I, the he's the I protag. Think it's but he gets the girls with the hoodie. That we, we neglected to mention it. There, there's a girl. There's the this cute blonde girl with like a hoodie, and she just kind of goes gobble gobble. She just goes gobble and people just fucking explode and get ripped asunder. Yeah, so it, it feels like JoJo because no one can, because unless you have one, you can, real people can't unless see these. Unless they choose to let you see mm -hmm. them as the second chapter. Yeah, Sugai, yeah, yeah, and, and that's the difference. That This is what I like, is it's like JoJo stands, but they are very much alive. They have personalities. If you, if they want you to see them, they'll reveal themselves. Mm -hmm. Which is very fun, and they have, and, and they're, they're not just alive. They have personalities. They are characters. Although the ones that we, ha the main character has, he gets two of them. Mm -hmm. They seem to be based off the wind and the thunder mm. god mm -hmm. motif. And, but but they have characteristics. And one's a big brawny goofball. The other one's a chick who's just a little bit more serious. But they call each other the left yeah, and the right, babe. even though a total, total babe. babe. But the um the the man the whoever was translating these was like going by their left and right and getting very confusing. I'm like, no, they would be speaking mm -hmm. from their own left and right. This is getting confusing right. now. Mm -hmm. But I'm um, no, but they have personalities and they're really cool and they're really strong. And the main character goes, I don't fucking need you. And he pulls out his bow and it's arrow and he starts shooting people with it. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah. this guy's pretty cool. But what's very important though, and this is what I like, I said he's still Chanjiro until proven otherwise, but thankfully he's not Aaron Yeager. Mm -hmm. This man does not have genocide on the brain. 
because this woman comes in and destroys his village with these monsters that he's very much aware of now. And his first, and he may, and I like Hiromu, I think, definitely makes this a point where those two, his, his two, they're called Sugais. Mm -hmm. And um, they say, hey, master, want us to kick her ass? And he goes, no, I can kick her ass. You go rescue the living villagers. Which is such a power move. And he goes, you go rescue, defend, but do not kill. I'll take care of her. And I'm like, okay, this is, we're, we're getting the promises of definition here. He's not yet outside the Tanjiro trope, but I'm seeing it. I'm like, okay, here we go. It's coming together. But what I really like is that sister, that evil sister who arrives. She's also a fucking goofball. Even though she's evil and she's shit and killing people. Man. Uh, she re the, so the girl who was gobbling, who was quote unquote gobbling people up, uh, the, the evil sister rescues her and they're very kind of the villains uh, in the first chapter they're just there as a force of nature mm. it's scary quote, unquote, villains. Yeah, exactly, exactly in air quotes they're very affable they're very affectionate to each other so again in good classic Hiromu fashion you're kind of getting at is our protagonist even on the right side yeah. vibes and I like that you know, I like that because this. Mm -hmm. as it turns out the old woman that I mentioned has her own Sugai, the shadow thing, and she has been using this shadow thing to replace the sister that has actually been missing for years and has been using it as an emotional blackmail to stop the main character from leaving. Yuru, Yuru. Yes. Like, everything is a conceit. Like, basically, chapter one was all the tropes we hate, and then chapter two, now it's a twist on all of it. Everything's a twist on it. Your Nezuku crutch is a weakness that's been exploited against you. Get rid of it. Your 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 JoJo stands are not forces of nature. They are living, breathing things. They are characters that have personalities that we're going to grow to love. I I, I that's pretty sick. The villains. I'm are really, really excited cool. for the potential there. Like, but the best part is it opens up so much. Yes, but it opens up because then immediately they leave the village and they go to the real world. Which now I go, and there and there's a part where these there's a beautiful are, dark skinned woman waiting for them in a car. Yes, oh but there's <laughs> and then and there's there's these hikers who are who definitely probably deliver probably the only like actual exposition in the entire like two yeah. chapters mm -hmm. where they discuss about the fact that 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 they, they discuss how there 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 are these like folklore villages that that are rumored that are like little pocket dimensions that people get lost in. So they're hinting at the fact that this story is going to bob and weave in and out of the modern real world and these fictional villages. Like, they're hinting that there's more of these villages. And I'm like, that's pretty fucking cool. Well, that's the thing that people actually do. Like, I, I was going people. on little, like, walks around, um, Clent, uh, which is, like, these hills that I live by. And me and my friend were talking about all the folklore that we have around those hills and everything. Yes, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen mentioned they are—they are like for us in America, these would be our Amish. They're mm. Japanese Amish. They—they're they're removed, mm -hmm. but 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 with a more mystical sense. Like you can't really access these unless you have like, you gotta know where to, how to do it. Which they 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 won't explain. Which I love. 
thank you, subtext. Thank you, someone understands something. I like the fact that I get to fucking, I get, I, I get a little time to chew on this now. Which is good, because the release is so slow. I get to savor the flavor of the story in my mouth for a bit. And I get to, I get, I get to construct theories. I get to guess, like I said, they haven't said that they're gonna bob and weave in between multiple villages, but that feels hinted upon even when they were doing exposition. So chapter one, I'm like, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. Chapter two, I'm all in, baby. I want more of this. Why does this have to be monthly? Other than the fact that Hiromu is vetted and she can go as long as she well, wants. Would you say it compounds or, or is, is the word compounds mm. upon chapter one? Expounds. Yeah. We oh, get more clarity. But it expounds without that much exposition. The characters are now just, at, the, 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 there really is like little time to react in chapter one. Chapter mm. two, we're finally getting a reaction is what happens. And, and, and no, less exposition, more reaction. Saying, okay, this happened. Now, how the way these characters react to what's going on, that's how we discover who they are without them explaining every fucking detail, which, hey, I gotta bring up my favorite whipping boy, Dolan Dolan. <laughs> um, fucking, I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check in because Gollum Hearts gave me so, so much of a um, better view on this, on this manga comic. Okay, this guy can be good. Uh, if he tries, let's see if he's trying, if see if he's fixing anything. I go into, uh, I think it was chapter six. I go into Amelie Val, they put up a fucking pie chart and then proceed to have text boxes explaining the pie chart. Ew. Which is just, yeah. is just uh, an encapsulation of what makes Doran so fucking awful as a story. <laughs> the fact that they don't know how to communicate the story visually. The fact that they actually present a visual graph and then proceed to explain it with text. Mm. What the fuck is this problem? Is it a joke you now? Is he aware? <laughs> is he is he pissing me <laughs> off on purpose? He saw, he saw Saturday Jump and he was like, well, I like this guy, but I don't like this guy. Because now it's fucking hilarious. Because like he, there's literally a pie chart explaining the hierarchy of their system, mm. which they've already explained in exposition. And then they add exposition to explain what a pie chart is and what PowerPoint is. And oh, I'm just over it, man. Bring back Golem you know, Hearts. I, I did, it was I so did much better. Because I, I really fucking liked it. My favorite chapter was actually the training arc chapter, surprisingly. Uh, it's, it's, it's Gollum Hearts. It's fucking great. Audience, read Gollum Hearts. You can find it Wait, online. Wait, I'm uninitiated. What is, back up, back up. Tell me a little bit about this. Okay, so, okay, so this is how it started. Wait, Doran Doran is the worst fucking shonen manga ever fucking I'm sure that's not in the true. modern age. I know it's, it's <laughs> not, but to me it is. In my little, in, in my own little, uh, it's insulated mid. It's world mid. It is. Dororon, Dororon is basically it's just mid, okay. mid encapsulated. But Val goes, hey, that guy wrote something called Gollum Hearts. And we looked at Gollum Hearts before we knew it was that artist, mm. that, that writer. And we're like, how the fuck did he go from Gollum Hearts to this? But we did some investigation and realized that he released Gollum Hearts at the same time that Demon Slayer promised Neverland. Dr. Stone, Jujutsu Kaisen all came out. Our man is traumatized. <laughs> and this is why he's doing this. I see. Because he's like, all right, you didn't like my really cool, kind, fucking positive, fucking, like, light fantasy fucking adventure? Fine. Here's another fucking demon fighter. And it's all fucking text. <laughs> Cry and about the main it. character is a is, is kindergartner Aaron Yeager. It's fucking I like him. awful. I like him. <laughs> 
I like him if I pretend he's the protagonist from Golem Hearts. Because <laughs> there are similarities. Because the, the, the one thing I like, the one thing I like, again, because this thing is so on the nose, that's why I'm wondering if he's fucking with us. Mm -hmm. Stina, he literally saves a cat in the very beginning. Oh, come on. He literally on. saves the cat. What the fuck? Not only that, he saves, no, and what I find is, was really fucking clever, where I'm like, oh, I'm in on this. He saved a pregnant cat. Oh. Like, he lifts up the cat, and you see that its belly is swollen. So he saved multiple cats. I'm like, fuck yeah. that's fucking clever. That's visual storytelling to prove how fucking virtuous your protagonist is without making them Jesus. He saves a cat, picks it up. Oh, it's pregnant. You didn't just save one cat. You, you saved, like saved 10, a whole bro. family of cats. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Then he proceeds to explain everything about the world. And, and, and his character is very basic. It's another... I don't have powers, but I will sheer force of will because Ugh, bored of our mangakas are getting so fucking... It's not clever anymore. I no. It used to be clever, but it, now it's it, not clever because now it's just the fact that they don't want to do a magic system anymore. Mm. I don't blame them. Magic systems are fucking awful, but Nightmare. my God, if you're going to have masochist mysticism, but your character isn't, it better be Mashal or it better be fucking Black I Dare I say In Black that I'm doing, I've basically just gone with impactful, very short fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could, I mean, one piece. Like, fighting. I, I, I just like brawls. I, like, I was looking at Tepun, Tepu? Tepu again, and I was like, yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah. Tepu. Oh, Tepu. Tepu, again, just short and impactful. Just get, get, get this, put, make a splash page and move the fuck on. The other side of the argument, even though I said it, it does trail on, uh, Vigilantes, My Hero Academia Vigilantes does a great job of storyboarding and, and, and planning out like you know the exact points of that city that they are fighting on and exploring like that's where you make a fight go ongoing when you have good geography in your world and you and you can move it and you can discuss dialogue and expound while you're fighting go ahead and have an ongoing fight but if you're just gonna fight 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 and nothing's happening just get a splash page and move on. We'll get, Save we'll, the we'll get into Vigilantes in a bit, but Vigilantes annoyed me a bit, and it's all one for all's fault. Wait, no, all for one's fault. All, all for one, yeah. I mean, we have the, we're on the same sound mind about all for one. We're tired of it. Also, my, my, but back to um, Yomi no Sugai. I, I think we can all agree, mm -hmm. probably the best bit is that moment where the villains, like, chill out. And as you said, they're actually rather yes. sweet characters. And the character, like, shows them mercy. They, like, explain that, hey... You have a counterfeit younger sister and everything, and this kind of crushes the main character. Also, I want to say, I actually really like the guy who I assume was just going to be a throwaway shop character who died, and it turns out he's, like, a monumental badass. Yeah! Oh, like, he knows everything. Like, he, he's our guide. He's our yeah, mentor. and I'm really looking... I'm actually for looking series. forward to getting to know him. Um, but... I actually think the characterization in chapter two is really strong. Like, the, like as you said, the main character doing things like telling his Sugai's do what you want. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to request to you. And the big guy is all like, oh, yo, I so like stoked. this dude. He has fucking manners. Hell yeah. No, all that. That makes me worried, though. I'm like, oh, no. These are not good creatures. But that's just my Maybe. gut feeling. Um, and, and the he goes off and does what he tells them. He's like, oh, if you can, go save people. Don't kill anyone. He's like, okay, I'll do that because you didn't tell me to do it. You, you requested it. And the woman just helps mm -hmm. him fight. She doesn't actually do the fighting. She doesn't, like, hit the girl. She just makes sure that the mouth thing is can't defend her. 
it's subdued. Yeah, so, so he, has he has space. He has clear shots, which is actually really cool. They, they've already got good synergy. Yeah, she doesn't mm. do anything to hurt. She simply makes sure that the way is clear for him to do these things. And it's believable because yeah. they do mention that they've been watching over him and just waiting for this mm -hmm. moment to come. So he doesn't quite know them, but they know him. So this is believable. That synergy that is believable. The, what they feel towards him in any way. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I was, I'm like, I'm excited. I want to see that. This is the promise mm -hmm. of more. I want to see if they this respect is good him, setup. honestly. I mean, it seems like they will so far. They seem but... to do. They seem to adore him. The bit, the, the, the dude seems to mm -hmm. adore him. Which I yeah, like. Yeah, the, the, the woman seems ambivalent to him so far. Or like, just, she just does it because it's the, it's her duty. Just too cool. Um, I hope she hates him. Yeah, yeah I'm exactly. excited to see drama. You're right. But no, but going back, because you mentioned that moment where the villains... She breaks down and cries and goes, thank God, my brother is alive. And now I'm like, all right, your villain has stakes that I like. I, your villain has motivations that are very interesting and And it makes believable. you wonder exactly what you said. Is the character on the good side? Is the village good? Maybe not, because evidently she's... Maybe, maybe not. Maybe they're both bad. Maybe they're both good. Who knows? It's good yeah, to theorize because, now. Because she's I obviously like this. worried he must have been in some kind of danger. If this was Dolan, they would explain each faction already in paragraphs <laughs> on a fucking I'm really manga. looking forward to Yomitsugai. I, I, I'm, I literally told myself- I am I too. Steenie, you, uh, you said like preach basically. You had the same thought. Do not compare it to Full Metal Alchemist. I mean, so yes. Yeah, please don't. Uh, I thought about, so I had this theory initially where I was like, I bet they're in the same world. Um, just because of that episode at the end of Brotherhood where Hohenheim is, like, fucking around in World War II, uh, in a place where alchemy doesn't exist, I think that theory makes less sense. That's 2003. Um, 2003? Yeah. Oh! That's the that's the first one. Yeah, that's, okay. that is that is all filler. Although I I actually stand by two thousand three. Technically all filler. I, yes. I stand by two thousand three as actually having a lot of its own merits. Ah, well, we're all wrong. No, sometimes. it's good. It's good shit actually. The greed fight in two thousand three <laughs> is actually some of the best shit in Full Metal Alchemist. I just felt like it showed, like the pacing, it showed that it was ahead of the manga. For you know, sure. which I guess is inevitable, but it's like. I don't think that any of the filler really added anything for me personally. Okay, I'll say this, I'll say this, it'll be very quick. I like the fact that okay. in 2003, they make a really big point of not giving Ed pretty much anything he wants, because, like I said, my mm -hmm. favorite bit in 2003 is Greed's fight with Ed, where Greed knows he's basically at the end of the line, where he's been really weakened by the main antagonist, who turns out to have made him and has his, um... A uh, corpse, basically, which weakens homunculi in 2003. I actually really like the aspect of homunculi being made of people that someone tried to use a human transmutation on, which is why I think mm. the stakes with Ed and Al and Sloth and everything are really good. Yeah. As well as with uh, Wrath, Izumi's son, even though I find him to be annoying, and oh, his I relationship with Sloth and how he wants to take everything from Ed. Ergo, not only does he have Ed's arm and his leg, but he's also taken Sloth as his adoptive as his adoptive mother. So he has literally taken Ed's mom and shit. But Greed's at the end of the line. He is dying. He knows he is dying. So he uses his last bit of life to teach Ed the lesson of you have to kill them or they will kill you. And I'm going to be the sacrificial lamb that makes you nut the fuck up. 
and put these mm. people down. He makes Ed kill him, and Ed literally falls down on his knees. He's like, Greed, no! I can't kill you! Not because he couldn't, but because he doesn't want to believe that he did it. When Greed's like, I didn't touch you, brother. I just wanted to teach you a lesson that you have to fucking stop these guys. Jesus. It is so good. You could have just told favorite. me that, Seriously, bro. Rewatch Shit. 2003. I'm, I'm inclined so to, man. Good. It's, dude, 2003 is so goddamn good. In its own way. There's shit like Scar and his arm, like, absorbing information from a book that is just, like, what? Because alchemy in that show is, like, the weakest aspect. It's more magic mm. than anything. It's not consistent. And that's, like, the biggest issue. Yeah. But story-wise, I really would say people need to lay the fuck off of 2003. I think so, too, because I've seen some metal I shit in there. I won't, but that's okay. Like yeah, the anyway, only thing I, anyway. I only thing I recall from the old one was the uh, the fight with the uh, fear of Bradley at the end, when he burns the skull. Y oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think by any means it's a bad anime. I just don't think that it's as good as Brotherhood. Like that's my take. You know. Because Brotherhood is like fucking like f full on mm. huge ass budget, mm -hmm. but follows faithfully to the original series. Like and the performances are fucking incredible. If you watch two thousand three. You will see some animation in that. Like I said, the greed fight is. Yeah, I said that the Fury Bradley fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, the animation in 2003 is fucking metal because that's back <laughs> that when was that was the classic. Like, it was like it was on paper, that... I believe. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, black black paper animation. Yeah, and, um, I'm a sucker like, for it. In fact, that that scene encapsulates the greed fight. Encapsulates what I love about really short, impactful fights where it's like this crazy choreography going on. And, and, and it goes by like that. Like, you might be disappointed at first that it's such a short fight. Because I, I was talking to my friend uh, Delvi the other day about fights and stuff. Like, in the new Attack on Titan, he was saying how um, in the new season, a certain fight, I'm not going to say because it's just come out, um, is very disjointed and it cuts back and forth a lot to it. So it feels really choppy and whatnot. But that's what I like about... Are you talking about, like, part, are you talking about Attack on Titan Final Part yes. 2? Okay, so we want to bring that up real quick. Have you been oh, yeah, watching no, that? I, I haven't watched it yet. I I I, I read the manga. Okay, I was say I read the manga too, and uh, I'm kind of iffy on this because this is this is where my eyes started glazing in the manga mm. was this around this part. But there's still some interesting bits, and so it's cool to see it in motion. People are fucking bitching like really hardcore about oh. the animation. I'm like, what the like, what's the fucking problem? Because one thing I want to mention is the 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 Titans themselves. So we, it was an inevitability that these had to become CG. Okay? You just have to. It's a human rights violation. It's a reason why Wit that. stopped. Wit, Wit put yeah. so much effort into Attack on Titan. I don't blame them when after season... They had I want to say season three, they were like, yeah, no, the expectation is too high. We're done here. It was going to and sink their studio. rankings, my favorite anime of the year. Yes. That's what we'll be talking about two weeks from now after our hiatus. <laughs> we're we'll talking so about excited. animes of the year because Crunchyroll Awards are... Nominees are already up right now, but we're going to put a pin in that discussion. Um, Yeah, I want to mention that I never had a problem with the CG. Um, it, it's, it's uncanny. You have to get over it because I'd rather my animators not be killing themselves at the end of the day. But whoever decided to put this sketchy filter over the CG for this part two season deserves a fucking raise because this is the best CG has ever looked in an anime. Like it, 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 it fits in, it's still uncanny, 
But it, for once, it actually feels like a part of the foreground and the background. Like, they, they, like, like, like the, the lines look a little incomplete around the silhouettes of the Titans. They've got a paper texture on them now. I don't know how they did it, but it's really fucking cool. I wish I could... I wish we knew animators, Val. I wish, like... We know Jax. Know Would Jax know what the oh, fuck's no, going I, you on? you have met Jack. Yeah, you have met Jack. I met him once. But, like, so, like, like just a bunch... I wish we knew more animators who... Who like across the board traditional and CG? Tell you probably a who under who understand what's going on here because this is really cool and anyone who has a problem with it needs to grow the fuck up. These are the same people who don't like squash and stretch and they need to go fucking take a class or something because this this is cool and I'm I'm very I'm very happy with it. Um, but otherwise, there isn't much to say right now because I'm not sure how many episodes they haven't revealed gonna, how I'm many episodes. I'm not gonna justify the bitching, but I understand it when you had wit going so freaking hard back in like 2013. I think Mappa's doing a perfect job. No, no, no. I, that's why I said I'm not going to justify it. But I, it, it's like yeah. it's like One Punch Man season two. Remember, we we had a discussion about this at one point when season. Now two that's something worth bitching about. Yeah, but <laughs> Bones. They did. fucked up the infinipede, yes, man. Yes, they did actually. Bones did so, like the the manga of that was big so time. Good, they did. How like the centipede is so big, it is stretching across panels, pages even. And as you turn the page, no, oh, no, multiple chapters. It's still dying across Christ. chapters. You you see different. You see like there's a fight. Go there's a giant like citywide fight going on, and throughout like an arc. You see different perspectives of the of Saitama. Like Saitama punches the thing, and then throughout like like 10 chapters we see that the centipede is still in the process of dying like he hits it in the face and then it starts going down its segments it all the way cool to the fuck. end and it's so fucking that sounds metal i gotta read this shit that in, in multiple chapters you see him across the skyline you see the thing still exploding and it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and the fucking anime was like um jc steph's like uh no we do this in one foul swift boom <laughs> it's gone and i'm like what the fuck and it's cg in a bad way Again, I understand the point of CGing it, but you gotta actually do something with it. Because they barely even animated the fucking mm. thing. Lazy. Well, not lazy. There's no funding. I would I would never call I would never call any anime animators lazy. They mm. just don't have fucking time or money. That's a bummer. That's a discussion we need to have sometime, is the fact that there is a ridiculous labor shortage right now in anime. It's actually terrifying. True. The business is booming, but the but the industry is struggling the only right thing now I would say is actually so disappointing in terms of animation is I know okay has anyone watched um uh way of the house husband yet no but I no. really want to it's like next okay, on way my of the house husband list. is funny where the house husband is funny but the mangaka actually apparently said I, I you know me I don't like to quote anyone by any means but the mangaka actually said to Netflix don't animate it it's funnier if it's like as still as possible with little bits of animation. Emotion manga, yeah. which they're like, yeah, thanks, we can make it cheaper. And I, and I, I do believe it is a motion it manga. Is, it is basically, but not only is it a motion manga and it's basically still, I have seen bits where the characters are like really badly drawn from angles. Like they've just got the anatomy wrong on some bits or, or this angle and I'm like, it is really bad. It reminds me of the fucking. Remember the one with the yakuza that get turned into pop yes. idols? <laughs> what? Do, that that was funny. I will say it. That was funny for one episode. That wasn't even funny for the first episode. That whole fucking 
so serious was mean spirited yeah, and gross. It's, it's a I dark it. humor, and I, I don't mind that stuff. But I only found it funny for like one episode, and I was like, this joke has already run its course, to be honest. Yeah, and, and, and I just don't like. I like all power mm. to you for making motion manga, but like, don't make it look like don't redraw the frames like terribly. Just trace it. I mean, that, that's what that. I mean, though. Where the house has one scene I've seen where the wife. For some reason, I don't know why, I saw it out of context on YouTube, turns into a magical girl. Because I watched, like, two Hell episodes yeah. of Where the House Husband. And I watched it with my mom, and she was the first, like, why Why are you putting on anime? And, and now my mom's <laughs> been watching, like, Cowboy Bebop. Badass. Yeah, no, nice. I, I, I've that. ruined my mother. She's watching Cowboy Bebop. She's watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I walk in oh, sometimes while she's, like, doing no while she's doing nothing. I'll sometimes just walk in, and I'll, like, put something random on, and then I'll come back, and if she's still watching it, like, <laughs> actually invest, I'm like, Jesus. She's on kind of adorable. She's on I love that. It, it is. My mom is lovely and adorable. Um, She's watching <laughs> part two, and I think she really likes Joseph. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> but she's sad that Jonathan died. I was explaining to her, hey, mom, I w when I was 12 years old and, y and I got that laptop, I was reading JoJo and I, I got fucking pissed off and I vowed to myself, I will not read part two. How dare they kill Jonathan? And then the manga came out and I fell in love with Joseph. <laughs> I got so angry. But, um, what else she watch? She's watching Space Dandy even. I showed her Red Line. She's just watching all the shit that you watch. Yeah. Kind of. You recommended she's really No, she watches her own stuff, actually. She watched Helsing. I still haven't watched oh, all of damn. Helsing Ultimate. It's on now. My mom loves she vampires. If there's vampires involved, she's, like, really into it. I showed her Blood Sea. I, I watch new stuff with her. We watch Blood Sea and stuff like that. That's fucking cool. I tried. I tried with my mom. I tried to get her into Cowboy Bebop and Villain Saga, but it just wasn't taking hold. I tried with my mom, and then my little brothers tried with my mom, and it stuck the second time around. So she's deep into, like, uh, My Hero Academia, and then... Oh, she watched Orin High School Host Club with them, and she's like, I love Tamaki! He's so cute! And I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. So they got me rewatching it, but... Yeah, anime moms, dude. Anime moms. I think my mom's like me. My mom likes my mom likes pulpy stuff. Like my mom is my mom. I remember I'd be walking down, I'd go into the kitchen, and she'd just be watching like loads of really obscure horror films. Oh no, my mom's a soft bean. Probably Jallo my stuff. My mom's like be like you know what? It makes sense. I think I've told you this story before. But when I was a child, like when I was like I don't know, after my dad left or something like that, so I was pretty young still. Um, my mom would sit with me and watch fucking Giver, like the old VHS, like, really pulpy Giver, and that probably did just completely, like, set my tastes in from there. Hmm. Like, really, that, that, there was a, an episode of that, episode five, where the Giver gets his, like, head exploded or something by this horrible Jesus. centipede bear monster, and he's, like, screaming for the other Giver eunuch to come and help him and everything. And he doesn't. Uh. He fucking dies or gets so fucked up until the next episode, which I didn't have. So I was just like, that's it. The guy that dies. Heroes don't always win. What a realization, man. <laughs> yeah. Tragedy? For a long time. So In my 2022? So uh. it really makes sense that my mom does like anime, but she, she for a while she was like... God, you're such a nerd. You're watching anime, and then I was like, "You put me, uh, you set me down this path. You, bitch. you did this. Your genes—they were your nerd. They were your genes that Strong that attracted nerd, nerd genes. Shit. Pretty much. 
But uh, speaking of uh, heroes, yes. I think it's about high time we got to our obligatory my hero mm. discussion because I do. I think for once there's definitely something worth yes, discussing. Yes, actually. Uh, chapter three forty one. I very much like this chapter. I thought this was a, it. Di it didn't give us what we thought we were getting. We thought we were getting more check in with like Shinso, but instead they're like, no, let's check in on Toga and Dobby and Spinner. In a very somber chapter, I actually really dug this. It once again because I'm I'm tr currently writing for the My Villain arc in the Abridged series, and this one kind of like resettled in into some themes about where all the the original League of Villains members' headspaces are at. Like, Dobby's still like, I want the world to burn. Like, maybe, let's, let's, let's get the premise of the chapter. Uh, Toga visits, she goes to this abandoned neighborhood where it's her old childhood home. And she kind of thinks about her time as a child, about how her parents were just creeped out about her, and how she used to fantasize about biting her own blood, which I think is a, just a metaphor for her, like, loving herself. I thought was very fucking clever, and I really and I really like that um, Dobby hands her a blood vial from twice and goes, "I know your quirk only where you get you not only can you be people your quirk allows you to transform into people, but also if you care deeply enough about a person, you also get to use their quirk." And he puts Sad Man's Parade back on the table, which I'm like. Yo, okay, fuck Shiggy, but the fact that Sad Man's Parade is back for one-time use, let's go. That's scary. I am now threatened oh, once again on by the Toga. League of Villains. On but Toga, with Toga. Yes. But no, but what I like about this is that Toga's quirk, the way that Dobby has described it now, is a loophole for her redemption. Mm. We now know... That even in her fucked up psychotic way, Toga does care about people. She can't use a quirk unless she cares about that person. She uses Ochako's quirk. She's gonna be able to use twice his quirk. So uh, we're seeing that even, and, and, and on top of that, Spinner is not being called upon by the paranormal uh, liberation army to stand up and speak and rally them. And he's like, I don't think I'm gonna, I can do this, but and he and he still has one of Shiggy's old hands, and he goes, but I would do it for Shiggy. Mm. And I'm like, I really like how subtly we're being set up that this we are on like the the cliff edge of a point of no return for these characters. And I like the way it's being set up that these characters are not going to be redeemed. They're not going to be heroes, but I think they're actually going to be the ones to save Shigaraki. Mm. And maybe do a little bit of sabotage in the end game. In just little subtle ways. They're going to be the little cracks in the armor for the League of Villains. And they're not going to redeem themselves to society. But they are going to like ever so subtly slightly redeem themselves only in the eyes of the audience. And I think that's fair. I think that's more than enough. And I really like that. I think we're going to get our cake and eat it too right now with these villain characters. So I'm excited. I I like the promise I of this chapter. I agree that the villain characters are going to be a lot more um, interesting in the finale of this story than any of the heroes are probably going to be. Yeah, at this rate, abso-fucking-lutely. That's why <laughs> I really like this chapter, because I'm like, oh, some interesting characters. Okay. Also, Shiki seems to be transforming into a fucking creature. Yeah, I also want to say a highlight for this chapter for me, um... 
Definitely the bit where Darby sets the house on fire. That looks so good. That looks so... I mean, that whole chapter looked really fucking good. The way that it was so dark and grainy. It was so dark. It, like I said, it was so... Like I said, it was so somber and sad. It was so empty and sad and Toga's just wandering through the house. And you see she's like trying to maintain a smile. And and they're just like... And Dobby's just like parkouring through the neighborhood. They have this whole world to themselves. And he's just like, yeah, just burn it all. And, uh... And, and, and when he does burn her house, you see she's a little bit upset. But she thanks him. She goes, thanks. I hated that place. But at the same time, you see a sense of attachment. Which clues you in that she's not all in on this end the world plan. Mm. And I like this. I Everything that's going on in this chapter is masterful. Uh, this is this is Horikoshi at his best, right? He's always at his best with these fucking villains. He really is. He he they, he broke Horikoshi broke the mold on himself when he perfected the League of Villains in My Villain Academia mm. arc, and we're getting more of that again. And I I just can't wait for the anime <laughs> to fuck it up. <laughs> Unless and skip a movie. and skip this scene. They'll never they'll never make that movie Val. They can't even make the anime. So then it's sure as fucking. <laughs> no, no, I mean unless movie. they make another movie during this an arc. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, wouldn't, that, wouldn't that be the ideal, though? A My Villain movie? Oh, my gosh. One can only hope. You know how I feel about canonical movies. It's all <laughs> I want. Yes, and because that works so well for Demon Slayer. By the way, I, 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 found out, I found out recently, apparently, um, Demon Slayer, because I don't watch it. I don't either. I feel Very bad. Typical shonen, and that's not a bad thing. I'm, uh, yes. As, oh, oh, I forgot. I know. I remember why I dropped it because Chandro is Jesus. That's why I dropped it. Because <laughs> he's got because he's got the special genetic line. I, I did see a Chandra. guy that I really like. He's got like white hair and he wears all these fucking like you know bandana things on him that I I, I really love and like beads and braids and everything like that. And he has three wives. I'm like, I like this guy. I fuck with this guy. <laughs> All the characters are good. Hey, we gotta fucking mention Demon Slayer has really good characters. Really good characters. Everyone's very likable in Demon Slayer. It, it it deserves the hype. It really does. It's basic, but because we turned like that's like it's like it's like the Frozen of anime. Like it, it's quality, but something better is on the horizon. It's called Encanto. We're waiting for anime and mangas in Kanto right now. Hell yeah! Like we, we we have something good, but this is this the start of something even better on the horizon. Oh, just kidding! It already exists. It's called Chainsaw I Man. Just want a movie like a bit like this is why I don't care about Disney anymore. I don't even watch like Pixar movies really, except except for um Luca. Luca was actually like yeah, because Luca slaps. That was great. Luca did slap. Babe, no, no. Here's the thing. I like the these these ones that are coming exclusively to Disney Plus. These very like slice of life Pixar's. They they have Pixar seems to have two modes. Like how Di Disney has two modes. They have princess movie. And then it's either action for the boys or just all around family picture, like your Big Hero Sixes and Wreck It Ralphs. And on the other end of the spectrum, you have your Moana, Frozen, and Kanto. Pixar has now developed their two modes. We have these highly, I'm sorry, they're very boring, abstract films yeah. like yeah. Soul and Inside Out. Hot take, I despise these films. But um, but um, but on the other side of the spectrum, now. 
Pixar is doing these very, I don't want to call them Ghibli-esque, but they're very slice of life. They they just did Luca, which was amazing, and now they have Seeing Red, which also, see, Seeing Red also looks very fucking fun. And simple. They're just very simple, and they're fun, and they're very well animated, because they're very stylized, and I like them. It's less fidelity and more style and Is color. Is it strange that I no longer care how well animated a Disney or a Pixar movie is. I just want it to actually be more visually interesting than they usually are. Again, 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 so there's a difference, Val. You're, you don't, as like me, you don't care for fidelity. That means detail. You're, people who want fidelity, they're the people who are bitching about the tree textures in Pokemon mm. games <laughs> when they need to be bitching about the Kawali. The I mean, to be fair, play. Game Freak is one of the big, big, I mean, Pokemon is one of the biggest franchises of all time. You'd think they can get yeah, their trees right at least, but no, I, I, I carry on, please. Yeah, but but they're still fun and no spoilers. What I've been told, what, what what's been leaked about Legends Arceus, um, this looks like to be a pretty good game. Um, but, uh, seems to be fixing a lot. Like I said, it doesn't look good, but the gameplay seems to be I very solid. Um, but, 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 like, let's go back to Pixar. Um, as I mentioned, uh, we, cause we and Stina and the gang watched Luca together, and we all remarked that they have squash and stretch, and they have multiple limbs when moving in, like, really fast. It's very stylized. It, it, it looks like paper on computer. It's, it's, it's really good. I really like it, and, and... That breed of Pixar, I am all in on. And that's how I also feel about anime. That's why we briefly discussed in our introductory when we revamped the podcast where I like Ranking of Kings and Odd Taxi. I don't care for fidelity and muscle detail and the irises that you see in Attack on Titan. I want things to move good. I like it in motion. I like color and style. I want something that's very visually pleasing. I don't care... I don't care about 60 frames per second. I honestly dropped Attack on Titan because I didn't like the way it looked. I think Attack on Titan's very impressive. Uh, I do like it. it. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. It's impressive, but it doesn't, like, looking at it visually, I'm like, this is undoubtedly a technically skilled animator or team of animators. Yes. But for me, like, I like things that are more stylized, so it didn't, like, excite me visually. Exactly, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would agree. The animation, the movement is good, but visually, it's, it, novelty, it, it's stunning until you grow very weird very quickly because it's not, it's dark and it makes me sad. It's dirty, which is the point. That's the point like of dirty. it. But, and, and then that's really just boils down to that's taste. That's why I like Chainsaw Man. Oh, the Chainsaw Man the Chainsaw I still Man fuck have with. Heavy fidelity. Hey, well, here's the thing. Again, I I must keep asserting that anything you've seen right now is is should not be reflective of what the animation of Chainsaw Man is. Everything we've seen is definitely test footage. There's no way it's actually gonna actively look like that. Mm -hmm. If it does, holy fuck! But I don't <laughs> see it that way. But uh, oh my god, yeah, get ready. Like the crew you're seeing right now, audience, you're listening to right now, audience. Me, Steen, and Val. When Chainsaw Man comes out. We are becoming like a Chainsaw Man podcast. We are going like weekly on it's that because we love. I'm already reread. I need to get my hands on the colored uh, pages. Chainsaw Man is mm. so expensive to buy physically in England, by the way. It's like fifteen. Oh, I bet. It's like I bet. fifteen quid a fucking chap volume. Sorry. 
Wow. I was going to say per chapter, you're going to no, yeah, never yeah. retire it's like, that. It, it, it is like 50. I, I looked. It was like at least 12 pound to 15 pound for a regular paperback. Usually that's like, I don't know. It, yeah, it was like 15 or something. 15 pound. Wow. No, yeah, that's outrageous. What I have the Welcome hell? to the NHK, one of my favorite manga. I have a lot of I, issues I, with I, NHK. I haven't had feelings about that too. If you go back and watch Saturday Jump, I love... Saturday Jump, available on Joyride But Plus. you love Suicide Island. I do love the Suicide Island arc. I think that chapter is a lot of good storytelling. Like Urasawa level storytelling, where it's a lot of unra a lot of reveals and unraveling. So you go, oh my god, no, oh so my god, good. we're doing this. It's very funny in a it's a, it's a black comedy, but it's point funny. is though, I have welcome to the NHK in manga. It's super. It is super black. It's got like the character going through loads of like crazy things that are like deplorable that make you like hate him. He's a very selfish character, and the first time he really goes out of his way to help someone, he winds up stuck in a suicide pact. And uh, ends up, he's trying to prevent another friend from getting suicide, Jesus. and he ends up becoming suicidal in the process. He ends oh, up fuck. By helping someone else, he depresses himself. But it, but it's framed very funny. You, in, in a way where you don't feel like anyone's actually going to die. You're like, okay, everyone's making out of this. Mm. Because they do, they, they rescue him. All the people on the island rescue him, and it's a very fun, touching Not only, arc. though, does he think that he is helping them, his friend, but he also thinks he's helping himself by perhaps, like, going to this and maybe opening up more of a relationship with this person and helping each other. Yes! Aw, that's nice. It's really nice, but it's a very fun... Otherwise, the fucking whole story's fucking shit. <laughs> no, it isn't! But that, arc, but that arc is great. Whoa, it's good. whoa. You've hurt Val personally. You didn't get to the Final Fantasy XI bit. <laughs> Where no, his friend catfishes him to stop him from wasting his time on online games by pretending to be a cute cat girl. Hell yeah, that's a bro. Oh my right god. There. Anyway, though, I have welcome to the NHK physical You're real manga bros copies, with and you. that's from like uh 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 that, that 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 American manga company. God, the one with the, like the little Pac-Man spaceman on the side. God damn it, I can't remember the name of the company. But that was like twenty pound, a, a, a paperback. You know, a regular ass paperback. It was like twenty. To 40 quid a paperback. I bought one for 40 quid because I wanted to own it so fucking badly. So Chainsaw Man being a relatively new thing. Dude, those I, I've seen those berserk fucking hardcovers. They look fucking badass. I've never wanted to own manga until oh, yeah, I see my, that. My friend is currently collecting those. But it, it, that's fucking expensive for a relatively new manga that is Chainsaw Man. Because they're, they're, they're selling Chainsaw Man at a premium because they know. They know people oh, will yeah. buy it. It's worth it. I mean, not to me, but it's not. It's not like My Hero Academia, where it's the accessibility. Like Chainsaw Man is like top shelf manga. Like if I had like a basement, like I like like a wine cellar for manga, that's Chainsaw Man's at the top of the shelf. Like you you bring that out for your closest friends. I would fetch the Chainsaw Man, circa 2019, please. Yeah. Oh, baby. It's not even that. I can't believe it's not even that old. Right. I mean, it feels like a classic already. It feels like Chainsaw Man's like like this old obscure anime that like that and was like I ten was years in the making. That shit up from day one. It's not over, right? No, no. It like it's still it's just on hiatus, right? It's just on hiatus. That's the fucked up thing. It's just on hiatus, even though it tells a fulfilling story. I'm so wounded right now. Like I just want it to come. I, back. I know you said by the way about Spinner and the My Hero thing, but I feel like he's actually being more propped up to be like just a a, a, a hollow ass figurehead. Basically, well, that, that's what they—that's what the League of Villains is making him out to be. But I think he's gonna stand up in the end and be like, 
Hey, like, I, I think like, he's gonna turn, I think he's going to turn everything around. Also, um, I like the terms that are being used. I'm getting the, 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 sat, the satirist in me. Again, <laughs> I think Horikoshi does some great satire. Um, whenever the League of Villains gets involved, when the Paranormal Liberation Army gets involved, he brings up a term this week called heteromorph. And I'm like, ooh, I like, I like this term. Explaining, that's their term for people who aren't mutants. You heteromorphs. I'm like, ooh. I'm like, that Spicy. bites. There's some spice there. I like I like that they have where I like it. They have slurs for each other. <laughs> I like where this is going. Makes it a, a more a more livable world. A, a more believable world, because mm -hmm. th this definitely would happen. Our version of quirkies and non-quirkies. I think we can all agree. It, it, it was an overall pretty fucking good chapter. This was an am amazing chapter. I loved it. Chef's mm. kiss. So now moving on to vigilantes. Uh, this villain things, because Val, you mentioned that you were kind of sick of all all for one's shit, which I'm like, I thought we already were. I thought we were on sound. I was very sick of him because I was pissed off because he has literally explained. Chapter starts, Koichi lets off this fucking amazing punch that completely devastates the shit out of number six. Chapter 118, by the way, everyone. Chapter yes, 118. Chapter 118. And All for One has been watching the fight for a while. In fact, it, it said, it, we know this now, that he has been around the entire time pretending to be Overclock. He's, he's, he, he has rooted himself inside Overclock's subconscious. Again, a nice little, a nice little connection to the main line where All for One has talked about the fact that, that shades of people's personalities exist within the quirk. So whatever piece of the quirk that, um, all for one resides in like, like basically he took overclock and then gave overclock to six hmm. the uh, villain that kuji's fighting right now and because he touched it a piece of his personality is also in there right now hmm. observing it's really cool but i'm still sick of all for one kind of cool but but, but let, let me show you because i wanted to say it. i wanted to bring it up so now basically the fight has begun or again in in 118 it never stopped and this motherfucker has done exactly what we hate in the mainline series, where it's like explaining things, and I feel like, I feel like Vigilantes doesn't feel the need to explain things to a ludicrous degree that often. It's less that he's explaining no, things. This motherfucker like, is he's basically explaining, explaining but like, the entirety of what we have been through and seen of Koichi, that his power is, yeah, not actually that impressive, but he has developed it and like turned it into like this thing with like these. I've interpreted this as you've theorized. I interpret this as him lusting over hmm. it. I, I, I think all for one has got a hard on for this quirk now. He's like, you were kind of dumpy in high school. Um, what's the quirk called? Mm -hmm. Slide. I, you know, you're, you're kind of dumpy in high school. All for one basically says, be careful what quirk you call ugly in high school. Because this quirk is now really sexy. <laughs> and I th and you mentioned that you think that all for one might take this in the end. Did I? Did I say that? Which one I'm like, point? well, we I haven't seen it. Now. Yeah, at one point, you did say, and I'm like, maybe. I still don't see it, but I definitely starting to see a little bit. He definitely likes it mm. now. That's for certain. But what I loved about this chapter is the flashback, yes. the fact that going back again, we're we're be, we're ending where we started. Where Koichi talks about the guy. He's not a guy who can read the room. He's 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 a little he's a little Aspergery, and I like this about him. 
where there are kids playing hero in the playground and he's always the last one playing like he forgets all the kids already left and he's still playing hero and he look and he turns he hits the playground and he turns he goes oh everyone already left and he, and he and he's having this moment right now where there's two foil there's two parallel frames where you see him floating in the air smiling reminiscing about oh my gosh even though i'm in so much pain I'm having so much fun, and you see Pop and Knuckle Duster behind him, and I remarked in previous chapters, like, I thought this moment had already passed, I didn't like the fact that they keep extending this final moment with them in his psyche, but here, they made, they, they gave it a purpose, because you see a frame with them behind him, and then he goes, but at some point, the dream has to end, we see the same shot, it's darker, and they are no longer behind him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, they are shutting off the lights right in front of us right now. They are shutting down this carnival ride of a series, and I'm getting so fucking sad. But what a great that set of frames. That was the only thing I didn't like, the bit with All For One. And when you say it like that, it's like, yeah, that's convincing, but it still just gives me the impression of what goes on in My Hero Academia, where they feel the need to over-explain things, because I know that... I know that All For One hasn't seen everything that we've seen, and he's basically making the observations that we've obviously made from the very beginning of the series and how Koichi's developed as a character and everything, yeah. But then I was also disappointed at first when he was still running around and everything, and his, like, subconscious versions of Knuckle Duster and Pop are still talking to him and everything like that. But then you're exactly right when he like, you know, flies up the building and he jumps up and he lets out that last flurry of punches and then yeah, they're behind him, it's a, a glow and everything, it's really nice, it's really cool. And then he has that thought. And I, re I, I realize this is why I think actually Vigilantes succeeds in maybe appealing to more people, possibly, than My Hero Academia could. Because... I have felt a deep connection with Koichi in like being an adult and 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 Now this is this we've had this discussion on Saturday Jump. This is the difference between Shonen the magazine mm. and Shonen yeah. Plus. Jump Jump Plus, the app. They skew towards I wouldn't say that Vigilantes appeals to a wider audience. I think it's more niche. But we happen to be that niche. This is skews to an older audience. But I think as well that that flashback that we talked about, um, where Koichi looks back, is like his friends aren't playing anymore. They, they, they've gone. And, yeah, and, they they all left. They all, yeah, grew, they all up. grew up. Uh, but not only that, it's like you know, in a physical sense. And and I remember being like that a little bit and and realizing everyone was gone. Grum. It's like you know, as someone who's like you know, trying to adult adjust more and more every day to like adult life. They do, because they, they literally show him, he's literally, me and Steve were making this joke last night about the kid who's still playing Yu-Gi-Oh, the kid who's still playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards in high mm. school. They literally have that scene in this chapter, where he's got the, he, he's wearing, he's still wearing the All Might hoodie, and he's got the All Might cards, and his friends are looking like, you yeah. haven't dropped that yet. Like, you gotta move on, that it, dream it, is done. Mm. And you kinda see, and you kinda see that, uh, Koichi has kinda been gaslit a bit into giving up his dream, and I'm like, Bro, I don't want him to give it up. This is such horseshit. I'm actually tearing up. I don't want him to fucking give it up. I wouldn't say <laughs> that because he did make the effort to go to a hero 
like tryout or something or or, or a he did thing. he did they're kind of retconning that, that and technically pop snatched that dream from him that bitch <laughs> yeah that bitch i hope she i hope she died in that hospital bed anyway though no not really but kind of but uh yeah, that's what I mean though. It's like I, I remember being that kid and 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 now I feel it being that adult where I'm still striving to do like my voice acting thing and everything like that with like, you know, success. You'll see soon. Can't talk about it at all, but you'll see soon. God damn it. Very soon. Hopefully. Oh boy. I don't know how soon, but very soon, yeah. Um and I I, I really resonated with this chapter is what I'm saying. Like both my kids Same. and my adult self really resonated. And then when, like you said, when he got to that ending bit where the lights go off and everything, and and his friends aren't behind him, his subconscious and everything, and, and it's like that moment of realization, the light is like centered on his head as if it's like drawing back into himself. So I get, so I get it now. I know that today is the day that dream comes to an end. And it made me think, oh my God, it, that was all good because I didn't like it that it's kept on going with this running thing. Because as I said, I feel good about this ending. Yeah, but here, baby, it was for this moment. It was for this moment. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. Now I like this. But I also looked at it, and I was also like, the way that he just comes, that number six comes in with this giant punch at the end as it just destroys his hoodie. Um, I was like, oh, wait. Was it in his head that he was doing so well? I, d I doubt it. I, I think he was. Like, knuckle duster mode is too cool to be no, because all good, and that's the reason why all, all for one is explaining because he's seeing this. He's like, no, yeah, audience, this shit's really happening. But the but the reason why it's working is because he's having fun. Because he goes, what is motivating you? How are you achieving this power? And we're seeing he's having mm. fun. I, I could tell the instant I saw that the name of the chapter was all the fun. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna feel something in this one probably. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah, oh, this th this shit's getting to me. I I'm like, Koichi, don't give it up. Don't. Midoriya, give up one for all. But Koichi, Man. keep being here. Even if you have to be a vigilante. Even if the police keep chasing you, don't Just stop. Just keep being you, Koichi. Fuck. Keeping you, you're good enough as you are. Come on, Look, man. Predictions for the next chapter. That hoodie is like torn asunder. Scattered. To it, it's done. It's dead. And All Might's gonna have Koichi in his arms. He's gonna be like, fuck, kid. You're the coolest. Now stand the fuck back. Ew, throws him in the garbage. Ew, you can't be better than Midoriya-kun. <laughs> he, he, oh, he has been for a long time. Fuck. Yeah, you can't ignore it. You can't uh, deny it, All Might. Koichi's just <laughs> He's better. He's built different. He's built different. But yeah, no, it was a good chapter. I was really shaky on it at first, but then, as I said, the only bit that annoyed me was the awful one bit, and I can relate that to what my hero does far too much, especially in that uh, Stars and Stripes fight. But no, it, it was a worth it chapter. Just for that bit alone, it made so much sense. Really good chapter. Once again, I'm really looking forward to seeing this story end. <laughs> Yeah, same. I don't want it to end, but it's going to be so good when it does. But uh, speaking of endings, I think we are definitely running up on our time. We definitely got to Vamos because Tina and I are starving. We had like breakfast and we skipped lunch and we have a pizza waiting for us right now. And we got to get that. But I mean, how do we get even get off this train? Because if I'm here and Val's here and Tina's here, 
Then who the fuck is driving the train? Oh shit. Oh no! Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Dragon Goes House Hunting, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, and Gooner Bear. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.